Every great business story has a few things in common. A once in a lifetime idea. Mobile entertainment will truly still be the wave of the future and, and the way we consume media. And, uh, you know, those networks should be scared because HQ proved it. Some big personalities. Russ idolized Kanye West. Colin never really got the spotlight because he wasn't that type of guy. He's just a genius. And plenty of drama. HQ didn't die of natural causes. It was poisoned with a lethal cocktail of incompetence, arrogance, short-sightedness, and sociopathic delusion. He took a $100 million company and brought it to zero in less than two years. I'm Alyssa Bresnak, and over the past year, I've spoken with founders and fans, investors and engineers, employees, celebrities, all to answer one question. What happened to HQ Trivia? The answer is a story about the absurdity of startup culture and the ego of its founders. It's a story about virality and how companies navigate the attention economy. It's a story about hope and promise, betrayal and tragedy. And at the heart of all of it is an app that drew millions of live viewers and was supposed to be the future of TV, until it wasn't. From the Ringer Podcast Network, this is Boom Bust, the rise and fall of HQ Trivia. All right, welcome to Against All Odds, part of the Ringer Podcast Network. Cousin Sal here, along with Heel producer Jim Cunningham. What's happening, Jim? Not much. Feeling great. How are you? <laughs> You're always upbeat. I love it. Right, Even no. when things look dismal, you don't you don't care. But um, they are looking up, though. We uh, we got some good news, I think, from the governors of Texas, New York, California. They're willing to open up to sports almost immediately. I think. So we could have sports in a matter of weeks, Jim. Isn't that great? Yeah. Can't wait. <laughs> no one's more exciting than heel producer <laughs> Jim Cunningham. I will say uh, I ran into something because, you know, I, I'm just just searching and searching for things to do so we don't have to report on South Korean baseball. But uh, I came across I'm like, oh, maybe something cool happened on this day. And in fact, it really did. And it has, you know, it's related to this podcast a little bit. 1920. A hundred years ago, May 20th, that's today, a hundred years ago, police staged their biggest gambling raid in years. 47 people arrested in the bleachers of what was called Cubs Park. I guess it wasn't Wrigley Field then. That's where the Cubs played. Um, the, the undercover cops. This, this is how it's going to, this is how your house is going to be turned upside down, Jim. Same thing. They dressed mm -hmm. as teamsters, sailors, soldiers, ice wagon drivers, sewing machine agents. <laughs> what, would that, what the hell would that even look like? Uh, they ate peanuts and drank pop. It was called pop back then. And um, once the gamblers who ran this ring in the in the bleachers knew who was pitching, they put odds on the game. And that's when the feds, that's when they swooped in. And they undercover cops took them all in. And they said, you're all under arrest. Can you believe this, Jim? A hundred years ago today. I like it. <laughs> better times. Come on, man. Wait I'm trying. Be. I didn't make it up. I know. It, it's a... You know, uh, and today at the end of this podcast, we will have one of the arresting officers on. No, no, that's <laughs> not true. No, they're all dead. So it doesn't doesn't really matter. Uh, hey, here's some guys who do matter. My gurus of gambling, my wizards of wagering, my barons of betting, my overlords of the odds, the degenerate trifecta. Harry, brother, Bry, Darren, the parlay kid. What's happening, fellas? What's going on, Sal? What up, Sal? What's going on, buddy? 
Well, I have to talk about this, and it, it's it's unbelievable to me that even though there's like five hours of sports a week, the Parlay kid and his brother, brother Bry, suffered perhaps their worst <laughs> beats of 2020. I don't know how this happened. Harry continues to win his best bet. Now, let me set this up. Parlay kid, I'll let you go first. It was the golf. It was Fowler and Wolf against uh, against Rory and DJ, right? Dustin Johnson. That's what it was. Right. Right. You had Fowler and Wolf to win the skins game. And now Wolf, I'm not sure if he's a, is he a pro or is he just someone's friend that they brought along? I'm not sure if he's a pro. I don't know. But anyway, Parley kid, the skins rolled over. Uh, your guys were winning into the last hole, like five skins carried over. The last hole was worth $500,000. So then the, it goes to overtime, right? I'll let you tell the story, but there's $1.1 million on this overtime hole. Basically, whoever wins it takes the money. So go ahead. Take it from there. Right. Yeah, it goes to uh, this sudden death closest to the pin <laughs> playoff at the end. I guess this is how they're going to decide it. And uh, I guess uh, Wolf goes first, uh, comes up uh, pretty close to the pin followed by DJ and Fowler, who don't even come close, so it comes down to Rory McIlroy, who on Harry's podcast on Friday, I had said that McIlroy was a no-good you-know-what because he never wins us any money right. and always costs us money. Mm -hmm. So, of course, uh, <laughs> in at this point, he happens to hit his shot that lands, I mean, from the from the from the TV perspective, it looks like his ball and Wolf's ball kind of close. In fact, if anything, from the TV angle, it looks like Wolf's ball is closer. Uh, to me, it looked like Wolf's ball was much closer, but right. I, I guess it's okay. just perspective. So what do they say? So, right. Yeah. So somebody said, you hear somebody say, pin high usually means it's closer. Some BS like that. Yeah. Like, what does that mean? It right. could be pin high a hundred feet past the pin. Right. What does that even mean? McElroy proceeds to go, I won. He puts his hands up like, I won, right? Mm -hmm. And then they kind of just go with, this is all within like five seconds after his ball landing. Yeah. They go, yeah, you won, Rory. Good job. That's it. That was it. And, the, you know, your cameras shut off. Everybody leaves. And betters are sitting there wondering, what the hell just happened? Why, why wouldn't they measure it <laughs> to at least draw some suspense out? Yeah. Uh, either way, I, it made no sense. Uh, terrible beat for me because I. It's kind of like so. I remember the Joey Chestnut thing. Was it last year? Yeah, I was just going to bring Chestnut that up. Goes, hey, I ate a hundred hot dogs. I won, yeah. and everybody goes, yeah. You know what? He ate a hundred hot dogs. Let's take his <laughs> word for it. He won. Meanwhile, people are gambling. You can't put this up <laughs> as something to bet on, <laughs> and then not take it seriously. Right? How do you not take it seriously? And this was after a weekend. Of getting of being on the bet of Brian. Well, I'm gonna, gonna get to Brother worse. Brian to say I'll get. So to I that. won't even yeah. talk about. It, but brutal, Sal. How do they do this? I don't you know. Can't, I I Sal Fox bet. Why don't they? They got to do a little investigation, yeah. as far as I'm concerned, <laughs> into that measurement. They had. They look. They're able to. You know, in football, uh, you could tell how close it is to a first down marker. They couldn't. Somebody couldn't put up some type of graphic. To show how far those balls were. It I mean, right. it, people are betting on this. Sorry. It, no, it's all I right. Have to let this <laughs> oh, I'm excited. Sal, I'm excited. Sal, I gotta, go ahead. Why Sal, couldn't this be Harry? What? Harry, <laughs> I, right. Sal, you know. It will I, be. I, it will be. I, I, I had this. 
I had this basically <laughs> on a twenty-five to one parlay, Sal. Yeah, you did. Uh, I, you know, I, where I hid, I hid with Harvick on the parlay. Harvick right. wins the the his uh, car race, what which I know nothing <laughs> about. I hit Harvick, and I yeah. need Wolf and Fowler uh, to win this the skins game, and yeah. it comes down to some shoddy BS. Terrible. I know. What do you want to say? Sal. Harry? Yeah. Go ahead. Sal, I just got to say that. I mean, I, I feel for Darren and uh, the parlay kid. It was awful. No, you don't. I mean, me and you, <laughs> Sal, me and you. I do, actually, because Sal and I were both texting at the same time saying, yeah. boy, that looked like Wolf's sh- ball was closer. But <laughs> Darren's I, the ni- also the nicest guy in the world. I don't so know about when, that anymore. <laughs> I know. I know. When when I hear him getting he, I mean, he's sending me texts this past week where he's actually mad. He's pissed. And just now you could hear it in his voice. And I just yes. I, I feel for him. But at the same time, it's very, very funny. It is funny. <laughs> I, I wonder. I wonder, though, if Bry, they should. Right? should yes, I don't know if they should allow cameras and or, or betting on these games where they only have like a few cameras and stuff like it definitely should not be. Whoever raises their hands first is the winner. That's really I don't know. I think that, right. that went out the window Thank in like third grade. Thank it you. seems like yeah. um, brother Bry. Uh, and I feel bad for Brother Bry, too, because uh, we did the podcast last <laughs> Wednesday. There was an MMA card Wednesday night, and he ran it. He did well. I mean, the winner's all over the place. But for our best bet, he picked Saturday fights, and it was a, a, an atrocity, right? <laughs> Judging-wise. Well, well, yeah. I mean, judging was awful. Uh, I mean, the last two Saturdays, within a seven-day span, I mean, I put this on Twitter saying I haven't won a split decision in like 400 bets, which is 100% true. So. Mm-hmm. Between the two Saturdays, I lost all four split decisions. I lost four other decisions that I thought I won. So literally, there was eight fights in a two-week span. I thought, I mean, realistically, maybe, you know, even seven and one, six and two in some of those fights. I lost all eight of those, which is freaking <laughs> impossible. I'm chasing like crazy. Uh, the, the, well, the Barbosa fight was oh, ridiculous. That was really I mean, bad. terrible. The, Terrible. Well, I will say, look, granted, it was a great fight. I thought the guy, uh, Danny Hodge, fought really well. But mm-hmm. Barbosa hurt him in every round. Hurt him in the first round, hurt him at the end of the second round, hurt him at the beginning of the third round. I mean, put him down in the first, put him down in the second. Um, but they give it to Ige. And then the next fight, uh, so then I get mad after that. So then I, I decide to back Hill at two to one the next fight. Uh, kind of the same thing. I thought she won. I thought she won the last round. Yeah. Uh, I, I just, I, it's amazing. I just, I, well, I know once thing. I should just start betting split decision victories so, for both guys. Right? I, I was I just going to say, well, no, you should just start betting <laughs> the opposite of who you take. That's who you should start right, betting. Right. But also, no, there is something. So let's learn by these mistakes. Let's learn from them. That's, that's what we have to do. Right. If we're going to give advice, yeah, I, I think. Can. Uh, Fox bet and only a few others have this, but yes, you could bet the split decision. Oftentimes it comes down to a split decision and you're looking at 12 to one and 14 to one. Am I right, Brian? Isn't it all around there? Yeah. A lot of times you get really good odds and even fight. You'll have a 12 to one, 14 to one. That's how you learn a lesson on betting MMA. How do you learn from golf parlay kid? You say you just don't bet these dumb skins games, right? Like we're not going (laughs) to hear you at the end of this podcast for your best bet. Don't bet a dumb skins game again. Right. Uh, you probably will. Okay, all right. All right, that's what I thought. Uh, Harry, no one wants to talk to you. You won. I don't know. What do you want to brag about? You you, you, you had winners all over, right? You, you won your best bet. bet. Yeah, you know, did say Baeza would, uh, you know, six of his uh, eight wins undefeated, two rounds or less happened again. That and was this nice. Nate Landwehr was, the train was rocking. Right. Choo-choo, baby. Choo-choo. He, didn't, he, didn't, he, didn't bet, he didn't bet any of those. No, he but had nothing. Can, 
Not can we bring up, can we bring up Harry's simulation uh, Madden game that he lost? We can. Well, let's <laughs> do it. Yeah, <laughs> I think we I just mean, did. Unbelievable. Honestly, right. Um, let's uh, gather Jim Cunningham. What do you think of all this? Is there a lesson to be learned? If Harry's not betting, I mean, it yeah. doesn't count against my losses. I don't think. Oh, I see. Okay. Good point. Should, Good point. Shouldn't matter. All right. <laughs> um, let's talk about MJ Doc because you have to, right? If you have a podcast these days or any kind of voice um, where, that's being recorded and sent over the airways of any kind, <laughs> we, you have to discuss the MJ Doc. Um, it's over now. Uh, Jim Cunningham, great. Uh, you had the meme or made up meme of the week, whatever it was. You had all the MJs crying because everyone's very sad. Uh, <laughs> nice job by you. I, I liked it a lot. I'm not sure the world would be so over the top in love with it if, if this was like if this was rolled out in May of uh, 2018 or two Mays from now. I, feel, I think this could be the last. Um, this could be the last documentary that we see a ten parter that we see everyone watches at the same time. You know, like if this was just a regular May, I might be like four behind. But it was great because everybody watched um, at once. That was fun. I made it known. I didn't love the jumping around. I thought it was unnecessary <laughs> at times. Eventually, the 97 and 98 caught up, so that was great. But, you know, Jordan follows Rodman to Vegas uh, to yell at him, and then three minutes later, Rodman's beating the crap out of him as a Pistons. I don't, I don't know. It was just tough for me. I appreciate Jordan's determination, his will to win, all that stuff, how he, he made everyone around him better, sometimes employing bullying tactics. Uh, it was terrific. That, that part was great. Uh, the cre- he had complete creative control over this documentary. If you don't believe me, um, he had his son speak for 20 seconds out of 10 hours. That, that bugged me a little bit. Um, I think he got married in there somewhere. We never heard about the wife, but that's fine. If it's about the championship run, fine. But I bet the son is like, hey, why the hell are we talking about the security guard who uh, uh, kept people from him more than me? Like, he gets like 14 uh, minutes more than me. Um Let's hear from you, Parley Kid. What did you think? What did you like? What did you take away? What did you not like? So I think the uh, whole thing was excellent. Uh, I do agree with you with uh, the jumping around was a little frustrating uh, at times. I think it came together. Uh, of, of course, it all kind of came together at the end yeah. anyway, and we know we know how it all plays out anyway. Um, right. What what would I say is I, I do. It really did bring me back to what I thought was the best era of basketball Mm -hmm. uh, at that time, Uh, hard fought games, uh, a a genuine uh, dislike for each other. I think on the court uh, for the most part with uh, a lot of the players, I know the games were lower scoring, but I felt like every possession counted and you could see it with so many of the highlights of some of those playoff games, how, even though Jordan is uh, the greatest of all time, Still, I mean, they weren't capable a lot of times of blowing teams out. It really came down to one or two possessions. I really did appreciate towards the end, too. You could really see Michael Jordan's basketball IQ. Yeah. Uh, when he stole the ball from Malone, like he knew exactly what was going to happen there mm-hmm. um, at that point. Those type of things. Um, uh, I was glad to see at the end. uh because I, he kind of got ripped on and kind of made fun of was uh, Jerry Krause, mm-hmm. who at least Pippen at the end, I thought gave him his just due when he said, you know, you got to say Jerry Krause is the best GM of all time. And I'm, I'm glad to see that because he really did assemble quite a team. Yeah. Uh, and they did have quite a run. 
And he does deserve some type of credit for that, no matter how some people wanted to, you know, for kind sure. Of mock and the Cartwright him. trade worked out and that never, you know, he never got credit That's for that, I'm, like stuff like that. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Right. And those type of things, you know, bringing Rodman in, even though Rodman was a lunatic mm-hmm. and um, rolling the dice on that and couldn't have been a better fit for the Bulls. And, and really just this whole thing cemented Michael Jordan as the greatest of all time. I think we, I think. This puts an exclamation point yeah. on that for me. He was a lot of fun. No, just watching. Um, we've all seen Jordan highlights, but we're reminded his shot, like no wasted art. Now we watch Steph Curry drain like 12 threes in a row and you take everything for granted. But Jordan's shot was so, so, so pretty and got so much height at the release point. And it was, yep. it was all terrific. I don't know that. It's funny because I think like a lot of these games weren't close. I think they tried to make these like... Um, these like great, like uh, fantastic finishes. And sure, certainly he has the big shots against Elo and against the jazz five seconds left. There, there's some big ones, but it didn't really matter. I think to your point, Paul, like kid, they, these guys hated each other or had such yeah. rivalries that it really didn't matter if, um, if the, if it was 94, 54, you know, I mean, not, that was a clunker, obviously that was it. And brother Bry, you said, I think you said something interesting. You said like, what, you know, Jordan may have been the first to make it okay to shake hands and hug after the game, even though there was a rivalry and a, an intense dislike for some of these players. Right. So that's what I found interesting, right? Is um, how many people like Jordan hugged after the games. Uh, I mean, obviously they get into the whole part with Isaiah Thomas and uh, the not shaking hands and that, and that how much Jordan hated that. But you would you do really see the respect of the players and how much they admire Jordan like a god throughout this document. So you have at the end of game two against the Pacers, Reggie comes into the locker room, like hugs, hugs Jordan, and they talk about the game for a sec. At the end of game seven, after just losing game seven, Larry Bird comes in and hugs Jordan. I mean, how does that and they're goofing around? I mean, how pissed would you normally be, right? And then right. And then at the end of game six, Carl Malone comes on, which I thought this was kind of cool. And then also you kind of hate it when you see it, but that Carl Malone went onto the bus to hug Jordan. Um, That was definitely some footage. But um, nowadays though, you get mad at the players hugging. Oh yeah. Right. You're like, Oh, but then it's like back in the day, these guys never did that. And then when you watch this, I'm kind of like, I wonder if Jordan really started this because the respect for Jordan then maybe went to Kobe and then right. these just guys just develop these type of friendships. So I'm kind of blaming. I'll blame Michael Jordan a little bit um, for for how we we yeah, bashed they, these players. I mean, down he for he being did lost. everything short of exchanging jerseys, and I think only because he knew his jerseys would be worth uh, seven hundred thousand <laughs> right, dollars exactly. every game. Harry, you loved it, right? Start to finish. Yeah, definitely, I did. Uh, you know, uh, yeah, I, I did. I did like the hating on uh, Isaiah Thomas and the Pistons still to this day. Um, Isaiah believing he should have been on the uh, 92 Olympic team and uh, all but said he wasn't because of Jordan. So that was something. The ESPN clips of the old uh, reporters, uh, I don't know whose hair was worse, Tarico's, Linda Cones, Jack Edwards, or uh, the Parlay <laughs> Kids boy, Dan Patrick. Um, what I like least... By the way, Harry, Harry's the- been completely bald for since he was 13 <laughs> years old. So this is good. Let's hear more critique. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, like the least is when Pippen saying he would uh, he would do it again today about not going in the game in 94 versus the Knicks when uh, <clears throat> the play was designed uh, for Kukoc and not him. Uh, Phil mapped out a great play. Uh, I think it was selfish of Scotty 
uh, and the play actually worked. Uh, and by the way, it was Kukoc's fourth game-winning shot of the season. They showed all of them in that, and I just think Pip could have admitted it and made him made made a mistake there and didn't. Um, the, the Bradford Smith uh, situation was great too. That was pretty cool that Jordan actually made that uh, that up. But uh, the takeaway from it is, uh, I just think no one in uh, at least our sports time as fans has ever had the drive to win a title more than MJ, more than Bird, I think more than even Magic, and even more than Tom Brady. Uh, he was the ultimate competitor for sure. Um, I thought there was a little bit, the, the end bothered me a little bit. I thought Pippen ended up looking good. Aside from that thing, of course, he didn't come in at the end. Him playing, anyone who's played through back pain, I, I could uh, expect you know, describe it one thousandth of the t- of the you know rate way that Pippen did uh, the effort he put forward, but just the fact that he was able to do that. Who knows what they were shooting True. him up with in the in the locker room? But I don't agree with MJ. I don't think he could have it both ways and say like, why didn't everyone just sign a one year contract? Well, if you're this all powerful player and and being that we know that we've heard nine hours and fifty five minutes about, why didn't you go there and say, hey? Kraus, Reinsdorf, uh, Pippen, Kerr, like all let's have, let's all sign one year contracts and we'll run it back next year. Rodman. Well, because I don't think he could and I don't think he wanted to. That's why. I think that's the answer. I think he was tired, right, Brian? Didn't it seem like he was just too tired to get it done? And Pippen, that was gonna be a long shot anyway, getting Pippen back. We saw what well, he did the following years. Right. So that's the thing, right? So when when you watch as you're watching the documentary, right? There, there's a clip of Jordan in the hotel room in 98, right? Where he's kind of like, oh, I can't do this anymore. I, you know, living this lifestyle is kind of too much on me. So, but then all of a sudden now he's going back and kind of saying, hey, I really wanted to play in that 99 season. I mean, all leading up to that point at the end, it really got the sense that really they were all kind of done with that 98 yeah. season. Didn't seem like anybody wanted to play, you know, and, and I don't know, you know, if Jordan comes back and they do play, I mean, it would have been great to see them play the Spurs in 99, but who knows? Maybe it changes if they lose that series, the yeah, legacy or, or what you feel Jordan is. Jim Cunningham, uh, I wanted to, uh, I was looking for guests this week. I wanted to get the guy, the pizza guy, the delivery guy, or at least one <laughs> of them. There were supposed to be like five of them. Apparently he came on, he went on local radio and said, I'm, I was a big Bulls fan. No way I would uh, tarnish that pizza at all. That's all nonsense. So, I don't know what to take from that. What did you like about this? There were a lot of things I liked and disliked, but um, as far as liking, I liked watching the old, like young Jordan highlights when he would still attack the rim and dunk on people. And even seeing his old highlights, like that was more when I was like 13, 14 years old when he was older and he was just dominating. That was always fun. And Jordan's reactions, of course, to like the iPad, watching Gary Payton talk about wearing him down. And he's like (laughs) giving a weird little side eye and he's like smiling. I think my favorite mm-hmm. part was um, the jumping around of the timeline. Ah, shut the hell up. Did you ever see Pulp Fiction? I'm not a simpleton. I love Pulp Fiction. I've been <laughs> yeah. around content creators that have definitely not stayed on a linear course. But, you know, what? Well, that was confusing to some people. Well, what about my Rodman example? He's all over the place beating the crap out of him in a Pistons jersey uh, five minutes after they Jordan went to bed. I don't know. It just it seemed unnecessary. It's fine. We get it. They won six. They won three. And then they won another three. I, I think we know what that looks like. That's fine. Yeah. You could just jump back and forth no matter what. Um, and as, all right. I was, well, well, was going to say one other thing about uh, what I didn't like was um, I thought the Scottie Pippen like sitting out with the coach thing that had nothing to do with Jordan. I think Jordan just put that in to like take away from. Oh, interesting. You know, Pippen's mystique. 
Yeah. Now that you know that his two best friends were executive producers on this and he did have all the creative control. (laughs) It's wonder he did. He did maybe mean to bury him there a little bit. You're right. The Jerry Krause being jealous of the players and him, you know, blowing up the team uh, because he wasn't getting the recognition. Did that remind you guys of uh, Jerry Jones with the triplets? No, not at all. <laughs> okay, whatever. I don't know. I think it's so hard. like Michael Jordan. I think it's so yeah. hard. Well, Jerry also had to deal with a lot more than just uh, one player sitting out. You know, yeah. he, he, all these guys pulled that crap on him, um, and he's still dealing with it now. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, it's uh, it was interesting. I'm I'm sad it's gone, I guess. But I, I also think like this, we're never going to see anything like it in that everybody in the world was watching at the same time. Usually have. You know, when you binge watch, everybody's on a different. Oh, don't tell me what happened. Don't tell me. Well, don't tell me what happened wouldn't apply here because we know what happened. But uh, very good all the way through. Um, Now what happens now? We just wait and die. Right. I don't know. I don't know what we do. (laughs) Sit around. Uh, Hey, let's take a real uh, break real quick. Hey, during this time of change, we want you to know that ZipRecruiter's focus has not changed. They're still doing what they've always done helping people find work and helping businesses find the right people for their open roles. If you're looking for a job, ZipRecruiter is working with you to find the right job faster. They are dedicated to helping you get hired from caretaking to delivering food and goods to building medical facilities, supplying protective equipment, and so much more. In fact, ZipRecruiter's app will send you up-to-date job openings so you can be one of the first to apply. And if you're actively hiring, ZipRecruiter will invite candidates to apply to your most urgent roles, making it faster and easier to reach the people you need. By connecting people who need jobs and companies that need people, ZipRecruiter is working with all of us so we can keep moving forward. Let's work together. ZipRecruiter.com slash work together. All right. As I said earlier, it looks like everything's going to open up here. Um, sports wise, Brian Windhorst was on ESPN. He said the decision for the NBA will be made in early or mid June. That's a couple of weeks away. Hopefully today it was announced that Disney world or Orlando specifically could serve as a uh, quarantine zone for the players. So I was thinking we take a look at these odds. Now, now might be a good time to jump on some of these teams. Um, Lakers plus 225 favored, Clippers plus 250, Bucks, Bucks plus 250, Celtics, Rockets 20 to 1, Raptors 25 to 1. Um, how about the Nets at 55 to 1? Do you think Kevin Durant could come back and spark that team who was kind of lifeless to a championship in a, in a short season, a short playoff? That's the other thing. We don't even know the format. Um, how do we look at this? Do we continue on as if this is game 66 for most teams. The Lakers had won eight out of 10. The Clippers won seven out of 10. The Bucks were playing a couple of games without Giannis. Now they're back. Uh, Parley kid, how are you staring at this? I think we've discussed this, especially yeah. w- with the doc just ending. LeBron must be like, oh my yeah. God, everybody thinks Jordan's better than me. I'm running out of time. I'm on the best team I'm going to be in and have been in a while. Probably sure. I need to do it this year. Is that how you're thinking? That's exactly how I'm thinking, Sal. And if you actually look at Fox Bet, uh, the Bucks are uh, the favorite on Fox Bet with the mm. with the Lakers at, at plus two eighty right now. With the uh, Milwaukee Bucks at plus two forty uh, for uh, championship winners, right there. Right. So I really like the Lakers at plus two eighty, just for the reasons you just mentioned. Um, LeBron after this doc, right? First of all, LeBron's going to be very well rested right now, right? He's an older, he's thirty five years old. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's Won some championships. He's probably not going to catch Jordan uh, at this rate unless um, he finds a way to kind of 
jump from top team to top team to maybe be able to do that. Uh, and with Anthony Davis, uh, between the two of them, they average 52 points a game. Uh, I just think LeBron, a motivated LeBron uh, in this scenario, kind of wanted to say, you know what? Do you think MJ is the, the greatest of all time? Watch this. Yeah. Uh, I, I think LeBron rises to the challenge. And I think LeBron uh, at plus 280 odds right here to win the championship. Uh, I, I like those odds right now. I think you'll that's the best you're going to see at this point. So, All right. Yeah, I think there's got a little little bit of motivation for LeBron to pull this one off this year. Harry, you're um, you're going completely opposite with that, with your pick. You're going cross town. Well, not really cross town, cross court and the L.A. Clippers. Yeah, I'm going to take the Clippers 44 and 25 and a half back of L.A. in the West. But uh, this team still, I think, look, Leonard's loss uh, missed 13 games. Paul George has missed 22, but when healthy, 100% healthy, this team is the deepest and very possibly the best team, not only in L.A., but in the whole NBA. And Leonard and George combined uh, get 48 points a game, 13 rebounds, 9 assists, and Lou Williams is getting 19 a game. And the unsung hero of this team probably is Montrez Harrell. Guys get 19 points a game. He's shooting 58% of the from the field. They're extremely deep. Like I said, Marcus Morris, Maurice Harkless coming off the bench. And I'll take a healthy Leonard, George, Lou Williams, and Harrell over James Davis, Dwight Howard, and Rajon Rondo to come out of the West to get to Milwaukee. And Milwaukee still has a lot to prove after folding uh, versus Toronto in the playoffs last year. So I like the Clippers at the beginning of the season. Uh, when we went over this, I took the Clippers, and I'm staying with them. All right. Yeah, I mean, I have the Lakers. Brother Brian, we have money on the Lakers. I mean, this is... When Kobe passed away, we bet the Lakers. We kind of the same thing. Like they didn't have something to prove and everything. But now that this all went down, I don't know about these low odds: two forty, two eighty, two sixty. I feel like I feel like we're in for a weird, very weird. When I said Windhorst was on a couple weeks ago, he said it could be that guy's test positive, and then you know the whole team is done. It could be like Alex Caruso could test test positive going to a strip club, and that's it. Sorry, LeBron, you're done. <laughs> the whole team has to sit. Like For that reason, I think we take long shots. And Brian, I think you're along the same uh, thinking there, right? Yeah, that, that's what I think, because when you first asked this, you were asking for best value. So, But the full disclosure, yeah, I have a lot on the Lakers to win the West. I have a lot on the Bucks to win the championship. Uh, but you could look at this two ways, right? Either this layoff is going to either favor these, the Bucks, the Clippers, the Lakers, or like 2020, like the rest of 2020, we're going to have weird fucking shit happening. And so when you yeah. look at value, I, I saw the heat at 60 to one, uh, they're 30 to one, some places, 60 to one others. Um, look as of, I think the beginning of March, there were 20 to one. So this is a team at two. Tyrell Harrow at that point in time was a little bit injured. Butler was a little bit injured. They're healthy. When you look at them, they're they're a tough matchup against the Bucks. I think you know there's the Bucks in the East, and then then between the Raptors, the Celtics, and I think the Heat, they're pretty similar. Uh, so the Heat went two and zero against the Bucks throughout the year. I think they might be the toughest matchup for them in terms of without a Bayou and uh, just mm -hmm. a lot of different things they could do. But I mean, again, who knows what's going to happen. Right. Uh, and I, you know, like last year, you know, with the, nobody really, I mean, even with Kawhi, nobody really thought the Raptors were going to win. So yeah. Uh, I, why not at, at those odds at 60 to one, why not look at the, uh, yeah, I'm looking at teams like that. I'm looking at the Raptors at 25 to one. If you like, I think they won four in a row to close out uh, before the season was shut down or, Denver 35 to one jazz 40 to one take a breath. What do you normally need to win 16 playoff games, right? To win the title could be, could be eight. 
Could be eight this year. Who knows what they're going to do? I don't know what kind right. of format they're going to have. All those teams can win eight games in a few weeks. Uh, Jim Cunningham, you. I'm sorry, I should have gone to you. You, would, you were uh, with the, the parlay kid there with the Lakers. Yeah, I agree with him that LeBron's going to benefit most from having this rest. But um, what's wrong with this site? I didn't see the Knicks on there. <laughs> <laughs> they figured that whatever it took to print the – by the way, you're right. Are they not on – oh, because they can't make the playoffs, right? Yeah, but if but, every team gets sick. Yeah. Oh, I see. If every team gets sick. <laughs> Okay, uh-huh. yeah, that's <laughs> it'd be interesting. Their owner actually came down with this. And uh if they as a team stay healthy, they can win the whole thing. You're right. All right, we're gonna find odds for you, Jim Cunningham, on the Knicks <laughs> and move forward with that. That brings us to our sponsored segment, Captain Morgan's Make Believe Riverboat Casino. Each week, the degenerate trifecta and I set sail, tackling pretend propositions related to sports and pop culture events. The captain cornered me this week and he said, uh, oh, Maybe football coming back. It's exciting. Pandemic football. What excites you, though, the most about pandemic NFL football? We leave it up to the fellas here. Gambling. Leader in the clubhouse at minus 400. The games themselves, plus 150. Fantasy football, 5-2 to two odds. Or the field at plus 130. Parlay Kid, what are you saying? What's going to excite you most about the football season? Well, in uh, most years, I think... I would be very excited from the gambling aspect of football. It's always uh, kind of uh, what brings us all together with football. I think this year is a little different. Uh, I think the games themselves here, South, the line you set at plus 150 to me is really what I'm looking at right now. I think there's some terrific storylines in the NFL this year that I want uh, to see played out. So uh, to me, uh, it's that. And I think fantasy is really a distant third now. Like I fantasy is like the furthest thing from my mind when it comes to football right now. Mm-hmm. So I would definitely say it's the games themselves won, followed by the gambling aspect too, and the fantasy a very distant third place right. right now. It's interesting because we didn't miss any football games. You know, we missed basketball games, right, we missed hockey right, games, right. we missed baseball games. But <laughs> like we are definitely most excited about football coming back. Harry, what about you? Yeah, I agree with Parlay Kid dead on. I mean, it's still the unknown, but us normally it would still be gambling, but uh, it is the games themselves. Uh, like there are some great matchups, and especially Week One has some great games, and that, that's something that you know we're just we're hoping that we have here. Uh, the games themselves uh, is definitely it. And fantasy, yeah. Look, maybe fantasy. Uh, if we don't have fantasy. Uh, because of the situation of, of maybe having to move games around, I think that's okay. I need a I need a year off from fantasy, anyways, right? Oh, at least, yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, as the Parley Kid pointed out, you are uh, curling cinder blocks in the street in the <laughs> middle of the desert, picking sim football games. So I imagine, I don't know, yeah. gambling not and, and the games not, themselves hand not, in hand. Not easy. Not easy, Sal. Not easy what? Picking a winner, a minus 290 winner on sim? <laughs> not easy. Uh, okay. <laughs> Brother Bry, is it easy for you? What do you think? Uh, Yeah, I mean, I'm going to go with gambling here because, uh, look, we don't even know uh, what the Sundays are really going to look like right now. Like, normally I would say the best part of the games themselves are all the guys coming over, right? Getting Mm -hmm. together, having a ton of food, drinks. Yeah. Uh, But now I don't even know if that could happen. I don't even know if I'm allowed to have Parley Kid over or if we have to watch a game outside. I'm not really sure what's going to happen. So, yeah, I I am going to be spending all of those weekends focusing on gambling. So it's going to be if I'm sitting by myself, it's going to be gambling. That's what I'm going to be excited about. I mean, if there's no fans in the stadiums, 
it's going to take a little bit away from the games in terms of the games themselves being as exciting. So, mm-hmm. um, and you know, this obviously being gambling, you know how much uh, of a degenerate I am. I, I have to say gambling here. Well, that's nice. Brian is exactly right. Uh, it was a trick question. The answer is gambling. <laughs> the rest of you are fired. Sorry, Polly kid, Harry. That's it. Uh, I am going to say gambling, but I would like to go with a field choice and say, I am most looking forward to how much the Patriots are going to cheat on this COVID testing. I really am. <laughs> and I figured out, I figured out why Bill, Bill Belichick didn't take Cam Newton. He didn't sign Andy Dalton. Didn't take a quarterback in the draft because he's going to underreport his COVID testing results and everybody else is going to do it legitimately and lose their quarterbacks. And eventually Brian Hoyer is going to be the best quarterback in the league. And he's got this, <laughs> he's the only one that stepped up. He actually thought this through. Remember, mark this down. What is this, May 20th? Remember me saying this, May 20th, uh, Belichick's cheating. All right, Jim Cunningham, you write that down and you tell me now, what do you look forward to the most? Um, I was thinking gambling because I like hearing anytime you guys lose, it always just brings me a lot of joy. But um, I guess with the field, I want to see how the Jets can manage to get booed in an empty stadium. (laughs) <laughs> how By are you going to do it you'll just do it from home right yeah exactly yeah I'll call it in that'll be fun all right speaking of losing gambling picks we're going to go to sharp tank these fellas are going to give me their best bet for the weekend spars not a lot going on still next week we come back i think there's another golf tournament right harry mma comes back there's a few things going on uh this week there's soccer there's nascar um and there's golf I'm going to go to you, Harry, your big winner last week. I went with your pick, uh, Landwehr yeah. and Baeza. Good job by you. Paid like plus 180 on the parlay. What's your best bet for this week? Yeah, that was nice. That's uh, two in a row for me. And this week I'm going to go to the golf, and I am going to take Tiger and Peyton Manning to win it. Like minus, I've seen 175, 185 uh, to beat Tom Brady and uh, Phil Mickelson. Look, so far this year, if you want to go back to what's happened between Tiger and Phil, uh, there's been two top tens for Tiger this year, and Phil's best finish was third at the Pebble Beach Pro-Am. But on social media, a couple years ago, he beat Tiger, remember, if you guys remember, in Vegas, and he's like been promoting and showing off his trophy. I think deep down, deep down, Tiger, uh, there'll be a lot of laughs on Sunday, but Tiger doesn't want to lose to Phil again. I believe that... Uh, Brady has a higher handicap than Peyton Manning. So that's good for Peyton. He's had more time off to play golf. And in their head-to-head meetings, in the playoffs, when the chips are on the table, Brady is only two and three against Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning three and two against Tom Brady in the playoffs. So I'm going to take Peyton Manning and Tiger Woods at minus 175, 185 to take down Brady and film it. Oh, well, first of all, what the what the hell is this? Is this just another <laughs> skins game? What what a, another skins game? It's yep, another skins, skins game. game. First uh <laughs> first nine holes is best ball. Second nine is modified alternative shot selection. What does that mean? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Let's put a spin on it. Know. You don't know what that is. Uh, I don't, I don't. I hate this. I mean, you know, I watched the Tiger Mickelson thing. I bet on it, and Mickelson one of the holes gave Tiger like they were tied, and it was either going to go to overtime or. Right. Tiger had to make like an eight foot putt and Mickelson's like, all right, just pick it up. It's fine. It's good. It's like, really? <laughs> like that's a, we're betting on this. What is going on? The Pauly kids having a stroke back there. This is insanity. <laughs> so, and you're taking minus 200 on this. All right. Pauly, yeah. Pauly yeah. kid. 
Uh, you were a loser last week with Harris. Who, what do you like? You taking this golf? Pick? Yeah, hey, I did win in uh, I did win in Korean oh, that's baseball right. last. You night, have a so, winner. So I'm, I'm you bounce back, back on track, Good. but uh, <laughs> but I'm not taking Korean baseball. We are sticking with uh, Harry's theme here with uh, Tiger and Peyton. But I'm going to make this a little uh, less painful for everybody uh, in taking this pick. So I'm taking Tiger and Peyton to win the first hole at plus two seventy. Now, you might say, wow, that's that's actually pretty good. But there's also odds for a tie oh, on the boy. first hole, too. That's so tough. and that which is at minus 140. So I'm banking on maybe Mickelson uh, being his usual self on on the first hole and hitting the ball out of the fairway uh, and uh, Tiger and Peyton capitalizing uh, Peyton being a little bit more steady uh, than uh, Brady, at least to, to begin this tournament. Uh, and they win the first hole, and uh, that's a plus two seventy bet right there. So, and win or lose, you get it over with real quick. Right, so, that's uh, true. This is not bad. It's like a first to ten bet in, in the NBA or uh, college basketball. Let, well, let me. All right, so you're betting on really Tiger here, right? Because it's the best ball. Is it the best ball? Right. Best ball, right? Yeah, yeah. So they, yes. they all go. So they all go. Yes. Let's say Brady and and right. uh, and Peyton get a bogey here. Right. Now you go and Tiger against Phil. You, you're betting against. Phil, right? Kind of. That's what this bet is. That's fine. I'm kind of. Yeah. Yes, that's correct. All right. I just want to understand. All right. Plus 270. Plus 270. Plus 270 is, is pretty good. It's not bad. Not, not bad. bad. Not bad for the first hole. All right, brother Bry. Uh, right. And forget, you had Eric Anders last week. Not not good. Are you going to bounce yeah. back with more golf? Yeah. And, you know, if if let's take Parley Kids bet. If we lose that, we just chase on the second hole, the third <laughs> hole. Let's just keep going. Um, but yeah, I'm gonna um, the same theme. I mean, I I was looking at the Bundesliga soccer, and I was like, I can't pronounce any of these teams. So right. I was like, that is out. So let's let's uh, stay with the golf here. Um, I'm probably gonna jump on Tiger and uh, Manning. Uh, this being Tiger's home golf course, but I do like Phil under two and a half birdies front nine. It's a, this course, at least from what I've read, supposed to be one of the most difficult courses in the in the U.S. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, the front nine is supposed to be more difficult. I think there's longer tees. There's those tiger tees there. I don't know if they're even playing from them. From on hole five, I think there's this caveat right there. Just using the same club the whole time on hole five, each one of them. So my guess is if you're using the same club the whole time, except for maybe putting, uh, you're not going to birdie that hole. I would think so. Two and a half seems like a lot. Mickelson's never played this course. I would think it's going to take him a while to get adjusted to it. So uh, under two and a half birdies, and that's plus one ten. So I thought that mm. I thought it was interesting that it was minus one thirty for over two and a half birdies. Right. So, um, yeah, I like that. Jim, who mm-hmm. who do you dislike more, Tiger or Brady? Um, probably Tiger. I actually enjoy watching Brady. You do. I think, I think I'd getting... watch more games like of Tom Brady, more football games, Tom. With Tom I know, Brady than I'm t- anything now, but now, now are you going to see their personality? Now you're going to you're going to have to listen to them speak and everything. I don't, I don't I'm, care for I'm, either I'm, of them. I know Brady yeah. is Brady it's might boring. be falling lower than Ty. I like, I like, uh, I like Peyton fine. I like Phil okay. These other two, I don't know if I could watch for four hours. This, um, <laughs> Harry, I don't know. Minus one eighty, minus two hundred for something like this is too high. It's just stupid. This is a dumb event. Um, Parlay Kid and Brother Bry is basically the, it's a similar bet. Um, let's see. Phil under two and a half birdies, top front nine. Tiger Payton lead after hole one. 
All right, I'm going to go, Paula Kidd. This will be fun to scream about. Tiger Payton lead <laughs> after hole one, plus 270. If, if it's a tie, you lose. But uh, yeah. Tiger, Tiger gets a birdie. Phil gets a par. You're probably going to win. I'll say that Paula Kidd, I, I don't want to recommend this, but it se- this seems like a bet. What's the what's the tie on the first hole? Did you see it? Minus one forty. So. Oh man, that really seems like I know Brother Bry was joking about it, but it really seems like if you lose, you could keep doubling up on the on the tie until it happens. <laughs> Harry, you don't recommend that. I just like to. I'm already going to bet a couple hundred on the tie for the first hole. I know, but I'm just saying, just in general, that I, I feel like that is better. Oh, you're not Harry. Oh yeah, of course. I, I don't know how that flew past me. <laughs> no, but listen, like, okay, you lose a blackjack hand, you double up. You could probably lose eleven in a row. We've all been there. Same with roulette, black and red. Listen, I've seen the whole. I've seen the when you can see the on the roulette table when you can see all the numbers. Yeah. on the side. There's 20 of them there. I've seen them all black. I've seen them all red before. And you can't explain that. And I think in the casinos, that's what that's where people get crushed. But this seems a little different. Don't you think Phil and Tiger would match each other at some point in the first five holes? I don't know. With all those skins carrying over last week, it seems like that's the thing. That's what we're doing, Parlay Kid. We're going to bet this first hole, and then we're going to bet the tie after that until we have nothing at all left. <laughs> Sounds good, right? Nice. All right. And you're at the nice. uh, Chalk Talker, right? I'm at the Chalk Talker, Sal. And, uh, yeah, let's get through this uh, weekend. It's l- uh, less than spectacular sports-wise and uh, get to some UFC uh, next, the following weekend. So we've got some stuff coming up. All right. Uh, it's going to get better and better. Right. Let's keep it positive. That's right. Brother Bry, what about you? Yeah, I'm at the Brother Bry. Uh, yeah, I'll be watching this uh, all Sunday, though. I mean, uh you know, it's something at least. Yeah. I mean, it could it could be fun. I, I was complaining to you guys the other day about this Jordan documentary saying that I'm surprised uh, that they really didn't stretch out those last like four episodes. Oh, so yeah. I had so I had maybe some stuff to watch over the next uh, two or three weeks. That would have been that would have been nice. Um, yeah, the uh, rating is yeah. going to be that much worse if you put it on a Monday night or Tuesday night. A lot yeah. of people aren't working or aren't going back to work or working from home. Uh, yeah, I think. I think you're right. Yeah. Now there's nothing. All right, Harry, what are you going to be watching? We can watch Harry uh, online, right? Yeah. Yeah. At, uh, check me out at Twitter. AAO Harry also, uh, odd shark and uh, bestbetcorner.com. You can check out all, uh, pl- listen guys, there's plenty. There's five or in the next like six days. There's like, uh, five races in NASCAR. You can bet there's action tonight. <laughs> there's action tomorrow. Uh, they're going to be in Charlotte next week. So I got an article on odd shark there too. And, uh, best bet corner. I'm going to watch a lot of NASCAR and definitely watching the golf. What's harder, NASCAR or golf? Because it does, NASCAR it seems like the same five or six guys trade off wins or top threes at least. You know, every yeah, race. I mean, I'd still, of course, I'd rather watch golf. Any rather than watch, NASCAR, but NASCAR but might be easier to. I don't know. It's also hard. It's tough. Uh, it's, Jim Cunningham, what about you? Is NASCAR or golf really considered a sport if you don't run in either of them? Hmm. I don't know. It's more racing <laughs> and like. I don't what about what about bowling then? No, it's not a sport. It's a hobby. <laughs> oh, he got anyway. you there, Jim. Jim, take it back. He got you. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, yeah, you can find me on Twitter at Jim Cunningham, and the eyes are still ones. Some bowlers do run up to the line before they release the ball, so there's a little something there. All right, the eyes are ones. That'll do it for another episode of Against All Odds with Cousin Sal. Catch me and the rest of the Lock It In crew on the herd Monday through Friday. 
on FS1. Watch Jimmy Kimmel Live, 11.35 tonight, every weeknight on ABC. That's that for the Degenerate Trifecta and Heel producer Jim Cunningham. I'm Sal saying so long and happy handicapping. Na, na, na.